0: You're listening to episode 7 of the Leaside Lives podcast with me, Jordan McCarthy. My guest this time around is Dara O'Mahony, a lead cyclist who hails from Rock Chapel in County Cork. Dara is the national under-23 road racing champion, he's represented Ireland at international level and he's one of the best junior riders to emerge from the Irish cycling scene in recent years. Dara, I think uh, March 2018 you had a bad injury. March 2019, you won a race in France, and March 2020 is certainly a, an extraordinary time. How are you faring at the moment?
1: Uh, I'm not too bad. I'm uh, managing away uh, in Rochefort. to be fair, virus or no virus, it's kind of Rochefort is is isolation anyway. So, so it's uh, it's fairly normal up here for now. So, like, how are you faring now with
0: your with your training schedule at the moment? Given that there's a, a lockdown in the country, and um, I mean, are you on the turbo trainer or Zwift or anything like that?
1: Yeah, so up well, up until today things were, were still normal. You could still go out by yourself or in Max a group of four, and then obviously last night that changed. So so for now yeah, it'll either be it'll be indoors only or staying as close to home as possible. Um, although they've given the radius is two kilometres, so for cycling that's not ideal. But we'll have to make two. we have the there's more important things going on than than sport at the moment, so We'll have to do at all so yeah it would probably be mostly on turbo chain or indoors
0: okay and you saw you recently signed for a new team as well uk based team swift carbon um so that was i mean an exciting new chapter in your career which started this year and you raced from as well earlier this month didn't you
1: yeah so we got uh we got one race done before before all the races got shut down with the with the coronavirus so yeah that was nice it was good a good experience here over in belgium for a weekend um, and then we got home, and then it all kind of got mad from there, with uh, stuff being cancelled and, and all the rest. And yeah, so no, it was a good start to the year, but um, it's all up, up in the air now at the moment. We'll see, we'll see how we fare when we get back going again. We don't, no one knows really um, how long this to go on for. So
0: with the with the riders you've been working alongside on the on the new team, like tell me a bit about them.
1: Yeah, so. All the other writers on the team would be will be British. Um, and some of them, it varies you now, some of them are, are young like me and then there's others like Pete Williams, um, who's like probably been professional in the UK for the best part of 12, 13, 14 years, something like that. So someone like him, he's done Tour of Britain a million times, Tour Yorkshire every time it's been on. Um, so you've got writers of massive experience like that um, in a team like ours and they, they can obviously guide you through it. Um it's my first year uh my first year being being with a professional team, so having someone like Pete um and the more experienced writers there really helps um get your head around it. It's a good setup. We've uh, got Pete, he's he's a writer and a DS. Um and then we've got Paul, he's our DS as well, behind the scenes running everything. Um so it's a decent setup. No, obviously it's not gonna ideally for for them this year for for obviously because of the coronavirus. So we're hoping to, you know, pay back our sponsors towards the end of the year when, when racing gets started back again. Okay.
0: Uh new team new bike as well, so that means I take it.
1: Yeah, Swift uh Swift Carbon. They're they're the name sponsor of the team and they sponsor the bikes obviously as well sponsor the equipment. Um so it's it's always nice getting a new bike, getting to getting to try it out. Um and obviously I'm a bit partial, but I do like the bike, to be fair. It's, uh, it can do no wrong for me you know.
0: So let's go go back in time. Um, I think you started cycling when you were about 16 years of age, was it Dara?
1: Yeah, yeah. so at the start really it was just um, a means of transport for myself. Um, I wasn't old enough to be driving cars and when you live in a rural area like chapel, all your friends tend to live um, quite a bit away, even though you're all in the same village, they could be two, three, four miles away, so it just started off fairly simply just going from house to house, uh, by bike. And then it kind of just stemmed from there. There's a one friend of mine who was part of Cantor cycling club. Um, and I used to go on the bike with him a bit and then join the club from there and then kind of caught the bug as they say, started racing, started spending all my money all my savings on bikes. And, uh, before I knew it, I was, I was turning professional or trying to, um, so yeah, it's kinda of how it's gone the last what six, six, seven years tipping away. Um, so yeah, it's kinda of, so it started.
0: And Cantork Cycling Club, I mean, it's it's something of an institution. I mean, they're producing multiple national champions uh, virtually every year. Um they've had riders like yourself, Eddie Dunbar in recent times as well, both cork riders who've gone on to compete internationally. Um, what's the secret to success at Cantor? I mean, what makes it such a, I suppose, a renowned club, if you like?
1: Um, I don't know if there's there's many secrets. Like, you have a lot of people working hard behind the scenes in Cantor. Um, the likes of Danny Curtin, namely, who who put in a lot of their own time for for no monetary gain, just volunteering, helping out. Um, and it attracts, obviously, some of the better young fellas from, from the Munster area. So they want to come to Cantor um, to progress, and then you have when you have Danny putting the time in. He's going, he's training on for this three, four times a week, um, making them put in the hard work, giving them no option. Um, so, so from that, then you you tend to get success. He takes them all to say national championships and stuff, and at underage level, and they tend to have good success there every year. Um, so, it kind of goes from there, and then after junior level, people tend to go. And do their own thing, Cantar could be mostly a youth club, so from there, let's say you've had Eddie myself, Paulie O'Brien, um, there's the Lynch brothers, you've had a lot of people who've, who've gone from Cantor to race internationally. So I don't know if there's any real secret, it's just people you know, behind the scenes putting hard work in, um, is what it is really.
0: There, you've had um you've had top 10 finishes um in the june or sorry you've been a stage winner in the junior tour of ireland you've had top 10 finishes in the ross you've won the you've won the race in france as we said last year you won the Dummer's Hanlon uh, memorial also you became the under 23 national champion last year i mean that must have been really special for you finishing fifth in the elite road race as well yeah
1: absolutely um national championships always a goal every year i think it is for every rider um it's a bit of a strange race, obviously, because it's, it's one of a kind that only happens once a year. So you tend to build it up a lot more than uh, than other races. But yeah, it was, it was kind of a relief more than anything to to win a national title. I'd never had won one individually up to that point. I think I saw Canji won it last year. Um, so it was a relief to to finally win one, to finally race the property. Because uh, there have been plenty of years where, where I'd gone in with big hopes and come out with a uh, with whole pile of nothing. So... That was a big relief i was i was obviously delighted with it. um this is probably my highlight of last year really in
0: 2019 you were racing with the um the elite amateur outfit in, in france uh no i think is how you how you pronounce it um what did you what did you learn most i suppose from from racing in france and, and italy as well in a couple of years before that what did you learn most from racing on the continent
1: it's it's a very different style of racing to to what we be used to in Ireland. So it'd be more professional style of racing. So you get used to let's say, biding your time in a race, not not uh, blowing it all in the first hour, like holding holding back as much as you can, hiding in a bunch as much as you can, um, and then you kind of learn as you get better and you can stay in races for longer. You learn how to win or how to to compete in the last hour of a race when all the the big moves are going so that's what you learn most really is just how to race um and obviously you get stronger too your level is going to go up when you're doing that much training and racing but it's really learning how to race is is nearly the hardest part of it so that's what you kind of you take from the older riders on your team or the more experienced riders try to watch them and see what they do and try and imitate
0: also you've ridden for the evo pro team as well the irish team uh that was the back end
1: of last year was it yeah, so I, I rode for for EVO Pro for September and last year. Yeah, I, did, I think I did five races with them. Um, so that was different again. That was obviously going from elite amateur in France to, to all of professional racing. Um, so there was a big step up, which I, I thought I might have been ready for, but really I wasn't. Um, and towards the end of last year, I wasn't going amazing anyway, but the, I didn't fare too well in any of those races. I was just getting a kicking every week. Um, whether it be physically or crashing or mentally, we are just, we are getting our heads kicked in over there, but it was all the same, a good experience. Like I learned, or learned what I could from it. Um, and I was, ha- I was so happy I did it and obviously it prepared me for, for this year for racing professional races the whole year. Um, well, supposed to be racing professional races for the whole year. Um, so it was still a worthwhile experience, but it was tough. It was a, it was a tough month.
0: Okay, and you did put your studies on hold as well a couple of years back to pursue a career in cycling. Um, it was chemical engineering, I think you were studying there in UL?
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I did a year and a half of chemical engineering in UL, and then I applied for a leave of absence. And to be fair, uh, the university granted it, and they have been granting it for the last few years. So this year will be my third year of leave. Um, no, I don't know how many more years I'll get, or if I want any more years, we'll see how this year goes, I suppose um i do intend on going back at some point um but not that the university have been good to me to be fair um and it's always nice to to have that behind you in the back of your mind if uh if racing or training isn't going amazing you always have something to fall back on you know
0: absolutely you've competed for ireland as well uh in recent times i mean uh riding in races such as the Tour de L'Avenir as well, which is highly prestigious for, for under twenty-three um riders. Talk to me about pulling on the green jersey, like that's gotta be up there with the, the career highlights.
1: Oh for sure, yeah. Um I remember when the first time I ever raced in Ireland was I don't know when I was a junior, I think when I was seventeen, um and I remember all the years before that. That's all I wanted to do ever was uh was to get an Irish cat to to wear a green jersey. Um and eventually it happened. Um and obviously, the, the first few times you race at Ireland is kind of overwhelming, I think, and geez, you know how hard you've worked to be there and how, what an honour it is. Um, but then, after a while, of course, you you get used to it. you don't take it for granted, but you get more used to it and you get more comfortable racing in it. And um, you have to try and learn to perform then in, in an Irish jersey, not just to, to put one on and do nothing, you know.
0: What are some of your favourite routes to, to ride, Darrow? I mean, particularly here in Cork, like? There's
1: plenty. Uh, obviously Rathchapel is a hilly enough area. Um and Slea Blue really, around here and the, the Cork Carey Limerick border is uh is a very hilly area. And it's very rural as well, so there's plenty of routes where you can go down a laneway or a back road and you won't see a car or another person for a few hours at a time. Um so so really it's it's probably my favourite place to train. Um it's just so so rural and you can just kinda get lost and see no one for a while and it's great you come back with three or four hours done and you wouldn't know it whereas I would say living in France near Paris now the last two years it's kind of the opposite of that you're, you're always in the suburbs you're always fighting with cars or people um, oh. in, in our own town so I do I do like training a of would to be fair Roots in particular that'd be my favourite um, there's a few climbs around here probably Mount Eagle would be my favourite climb. It's between kind of Brussels and Castle Island um, it's quite close to me um, my favourite routes are probably anything that goes over that really
0: okay interesting very good what race are you most looking forward to riding in down the line
1: um, so so this year was the Tour of Yorkshire which uh, has been postponed for the moment so we'll see when, when that'll get rescheduled for It was supposed to be on at the end of April um, so that was that was the one I was looking forward to the most to be the, one of the most battered Tour of Britain to be the biggest race in the UK um, so really the two of those were the, were the big ones I was looking forward to this year um and then down the road after that I'm not sure. It depends how far I can go really. Um like riding with we'll say an elite or a championship, something like that would be would be a big goal as well at some point, having done the the sure one a few times in the past.
0: What motivates you most, Darw? I always ask the guest on this podcast, like what makes them tick, what what is it for you?
1: What motivates me most? I don't know, success I guess. Um like we say with any sport, when you put in, when you put in so much time, to something you kind of want to see success or see progression. Um, so that motivates me, obviously, putting in so much time. You don't want it to be a pure waste at the end of the day. So having success, whatever that means for me, I guess it would probably be making a career out of the sport, um, like making a, a livable wage and making cycling all I have to do every day. Um, would probably be what motivates me the most.
0: Well, you have the 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 turbo trainer, uh, the Zwift simulator at the moment to keep you going. Obviously, many people are indoors nowadays. But like you had a spell on the sidelines. I think you had to stay in bed for almost two months due to an injury a couple of years ago. Could you tell me a bit about that?
1: Yeah, so that was uh, as we said at the start, of March 2018. So I, uh, I had a bad crash in somewhere in South France. I can't remember um, where. I broke my L5, I think, vertebrae. Um, which I didn't know at the time, so I kept going, cycling for about two weeks afterwards in pain and denial that it had happened. <laughs> um, and then eventually I came home, got an MRI, got confirmed that that was broken. So I was in a, a car sit for for yeah, the better part of two months in bed. Um so coming back from that was a bit was a bit tough. It wasn't really the coming the coming back was probably the easiest part of it. It was kind of the accepting it was the was the hardest part and having to stay in bed and do nothing for two months. Um when all you know is going training every day it's it's tough. Uh, more mentally than the else. Because coming back it doesn't it doesn't take too long. Like when you're if you're reasonably fit, like two months break, it's not gonna take that it's gonna take a bit out of you, obviously it's gonna take a top end away, but it's not gonna take that much out of you in the long run. Um so yeah I was just really just accepting that it had happened and stopping training. Uh, was, was the hardest part of that
0: so currently you're you're still living in rock chapel how how is it going to work we'll say with um like do you plan on moving to the uk when racing resumes to to be with your yorkshire based team
1: yeah so the plan was so i my girlfriend lives in newcastle in england so um the plan was kind of to go either go fly over and back to races if they were let's say the team would race a lot in europe so it wouldn't make a difference whether it's flying from england or flying from. Ireland so I would fly to those races and then if there is a block of racing in the UK then I just stay with her in Newcastle so I have a bit of a base in England so it's handy it helps for sure so
0: one of the joys of of being a professional cyclist is you get to see a lot of the world don't
1: you you do to be fair um you see you see a lot of a lot of the inside of hotel rooms too um but sometimes to be fair you do get to see some very interesting places like I don't know I've been to Japan twice actually through cycling which is a place i'd probably never have been otherwise um and you get to you get to go to a lot of strange quirky countries that you'd never go to uh if you weren't doing a bike race there so you do get to see a lot to be fair um and you have to try and appreciate when you're there obviously when you're there if you're racing you're trying to focus on race but it's it's kind of important too to appreciate how lucky you are
0: who would be your sporting hero? Dara, be it a cyclist or another
1: sports personality sporting hero i don't know growing up probably reiki um i used to love reiki when i was young but i used to love manchester united as well and i wouldn't watch soccer anymore now so i don't know if that tells you a lot about me um Reike, maybe tom brady is well. i'd be a big nfl fan um someone like him who's who's been at the top of his game for the better part of 21 or two years um Yeah, and maybe, who else? Conor McGregor, be a big fan of his too. Um, Although he has some questionable moments, he'd be still a sporting hero for me. Um, So yeah, they'd probably be my three.
0: Finally, Dara, uh, before we round up, is there a book or a series at the moment that you're enjoying or something that's had an impact on your life or your career that you'd recommend?
1: Something that's had an impact on my life? I'm not sure. At the moment, I'm reading Lord of the Rings, um, I've seen the films about 40 times over but I never actually read the book so I'm reading that at the moment and then series the Wi-Fi is amazing up here in Arshad so it's kind of hard to watch some series <laughs> unless, they're on, uh, unless they're on Netflix that seems to stream okay um, but I'm not actually watching any particular moment. I watched, um, I watched a recently a program called The Outsider it was on HBO it was okay Um which, I yeah, know I haven't been watching anything too interesting of late. Okay, well,
0: you, you'll you be reading Lord of the Rings on the Turbo Trainer then for the next coming uh, days and weeks, I'm sure. So is there a set uh, amount of miles you'll be aiming to target over the next week, we'll say?
1: You know, like, I'll, I'll play it by ear with my coach. I'll see, see what the story is, um, how much I actually need to do, because obviously we don't know when racing will restart, so it might not necessarily be that important that I do a lot of training in the next few weeks if if I'm not racing again until August. um. So we'll see. I'll I'll still train I'll still try and keep fit. I'll probably start running um, and doing a bit of gym well, there's no gym open either, but doing a bit of home home gym stuff and running. Um, and I still do a bit of cycling too, obviously. But try and find different ways to, to keep fit for the next few weeks while we're all lockdown or quarantine or whatever we're
0: calling it. Indeed, listen Dar, thanks a million for your time today and um, look stay safe, uh, best of luck going forward uh, when you resume your career with uh, Swift Carbon Pro Cycling thanks very much. There's Arden, thank you